hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin. The only podcast that, uh, you know, is just not that interested in funkin'. You guys might be, but we're interested in Munkin. I am one of your co-hosts, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barra. Andre, how are you? Freedom! Freedom, that's all I can say. Exactly. Freedom is the name of the game for this one, because we are talking about, as you can tell by the title, Mr. Monk Goes to Prison. Um, sorry, Mr. Goes to Jail. Sorry, prison is, uh, they're synonymous. Mr. Monk Goes to Jail. Whatever it's called, Andre, what do you think of this episode? Um, I, yeah, it was good. It was, it was good. Uh, I liked it. Um, I, I think it's goes to jail, but it's definitely, it is goes to jail. It is goes to jail. Um, yeah, I, I know, I think that there technically is a difference, but you know, for all intents and purposes, um, it's fine either way. Yeah. I like this episode too. I think there's a big flaw in it in like the, the case, but I think that, um, a lot of like the, the fish out of water stuff works pretty well generally. Um, yeah, that's that's the best part of this. Uh, I think like the whole the murder itself, it's like kind of like okay, I guess. But um, but yeah, it was still good. Yeah. Um, now the thing is the like I think that the case, like the reason behind the murder, is what's not that good. I think that the murder itself though is unbelievable. Because let's just start it off. I think that this, in terms of a cold, pitching a cold open of a TV show, of a of a murder mystery, there are very few pitches I can imagine better than. A guy is poisoned to death right before he's executed. Like, that is a crazy good pitch for, like... No, that's true. That's true. Now, the fact is, I think the uh, problem is how they answer that question, but, like, why is an unbelievable question to ask. Yeah, no, that that's true. I mean, uh, and, like, it's voiced uh, out loud several times mm. in this episode, and it really gets you thinking, like, what the hell, why exactly? You, you, you are just as interested as everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to know. Yeah, so... We start off this guy who goes he's like something Abernathy goes by Abby. He's wheeling down this last meal. Um because this guy's parole, like the 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 he's not gonna stay or whatever. And his, appeal. uh, his appeal's been denied. Um and I did check this this episode does take place slightly before California stopped doing executions, so uh, it's not unrealistic. But anyway, um his final meal, ribs and chili, which of course raises the question, what would your final meal be? Uh, it would probably be, uh, chicken parm. Mmm, not a bad choice. Mine would involve ribs. It would be a big southern portion barbecue platter, probably with, like, ribs, some pulled pork, and some burnt ends, and then some mac and cheese, probably. Um, and if that sounds like too much food, I can think of off the top of my head, like, three different restaurants I could get that at today. Um, so, probably Applebee's? No, not Applebee's, and you shut your goddamn mouth. It's insinuating. By the way, Outback. have you seen have you seen that Outback's been trending lately? I have I I have seen that Outback's been trending because there was a thing about like there was a choose one of four uh, for chain restaurants and Outback wasn't one of the options and Outback was trending because so many people were like, why isn't Outback on here? Oh, that's not even what I'm referring oh, to. Oh, what, what happened? I'm actually, uh, so there's this pitcher for the Oakland A's named Liam Hendricks mm-hmm. and he's uh, he's Australian and mm-hmm. he talks about I guess some sort of uh, the athletic story was about. Uh, you know, just like a day in the life or whatever. And he talks about how he went to Outback Steakhouse and was like, they ordered the, I guess whoever he went with was like, oh, we need to get a Bloomin' Onion. 
And he's like, wow, that was really good, but what the hell is this? Like, basically, in Australia, they don't eat that shit. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone would claim that a Bloomin' Onion... I, didn't, I never thought that a Bloomin' Onion was, like, an authentic Australian cuisine. Now, it is a modern marvel in terms of, you know, mass-produced culinary arts, but that's not here or there. We, we've already talked enough about Outback, and by weave, I mean me. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's, uh, he's eating the food, and you see he's a nice guy because he gives his paint supplies to Abby to give to his daughter. Um... You know, you, you you feel bad for this guy, you know, even though he clearly did something worth being on death row for. Um, I mean, uh, but okay, I I don't know if that's true. Well, no, okay, sorry, no, I'm I'm saying at this moment because I I agree with you, I very much agree. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to that. No, I mean yeah, at, yeah, yeah. at this moment, like what you know about him is he's on death row, but you're like you know this guy doesn't seem that bad. Um, that's true. And you know he says he's at peace, which you know wouldn't we all like to be at peace before we died? Yeah, no, it was uh, it definitely. I didn't feel really bad for uh for the guy, obviously. Like mm-hmm. he he definitely, but he he showed some tenderness mm-hmm. there. He showed a little bit. Yeah, of you restraint, know, so exactly. Yeah, it's nice. And then he stops being at peace very quickly because he starts convulsing and dying because he's been poisoned. <laughs> um, right. I mean, just. <laughs> I. Now it is. It is. It feels a little unrealistic how he's like one moment like being perfectly normal, saying he's at peace, and like isn't like oh my stomach hurts a little bit, and then like three seconds later he's on the ground foaming at the mouth, like foaming at the mouth. Yeah. yeah. Um, at some point, I looked up on Wikipedia why your mouth foams when you get poisoned. I don't remember it. I'm not gonna look it up again. So if you are someone who deals, who's in medicine, who deals with that sort of thing, um, please write into the show and let us know why it is that that happens. Uh, yeah, so, I, I'm sorry, we should probably mention, his name is Ray Caspo. Yes, Ray uh, Caspo. Him, like, he's some guy. Yes, he, well, yeah, I mean, he is some guy, let's be honest, but Ray Caspo. Well, yeah. Um, anyway, as you might, as you might expect, this type of crime, perfect for Monk. Monk's going into the prison. Which is, like, right by, like, my house. It is? Uh, my, my, my family's house, yeah. It's, like, really close to Dodger Stadium. So, so what's, like, what, okay, is it, well. isn't it a real prison? Uh, no, it used to be, like, a former something, but it's it wasn't a prison. Mm. Like, it, I think it was, like, a former, like, mental institution. Oh, okay. I mean, it does look like, it It, it, it doesn't look, um, not prison-like. Like, I, I, I believe there was a prison on the outside. Um, yeah, it was just the prison yard was way tiny. Yeah, that obviously is the problem. Um, but, yeah. you know, it, I think, it, at least it didn't look, you know, like, a, an office building. Anyway, so right. he gets in, you know, he's, he's very uneasy about going into a prison. And he's even more uneasy about what has to happen next. Um, I think where this bit concludes is uh, very funny, but it goes on yes. for way, 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 yep. way too long. Which describe yeah. what happens? Uh, yeah. So he's like about to get patted down, and every time like the prison guard is like getting close to him, he like scurries up like he can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, obviously, it's this episode needs to show you how uncomfortable it he is mm-hmm. in order to like, you know, kind of explain. I, what I thought was going to explain why he's going to end up there eventually in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. We all know that. Yeah. But but I'm just like. Uh, Surprisingly, he handles his time in prison pretty well after yeah, this. Yeah, so he guess does. It was just some, yeah. No, it was a yeah, weird scene. yeah. I, th- I think well, I think it was less about being prisoner and more just he just doesn't like people touching him. So then he like I like the bit of him patting himself down. I think that that's funny. I don't yes, need yes, him yes. to be about to get pat down and say wait, 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 wait three times beforehand. You know what I mean? Like I don't yes, need yeah. that whole um, that whole thing. Um, but anyway, they uh, he also he has nail clippers on him. 
takes him out. So good for him. I don't know why he has nail clippers on him. Um, your nails. He rat. He rats himself out. Yeah, your, your nails don't grow that fast. Where you need to have your nail clippers on you uh, on a daily basis. But you know. So we get to Maybe. the crime scene, and um, Monk doesn't want to go inside because he doesn't. Want, he's claustrophobic. Doesn't want to be in a jail cell. Understandable. Yeah. Most people don't want to be in jail cells. Yeah. How long do you think you could last in prison? Oh man, um, it just depends on the kind of prison. But like, I my first thought was like I would read every book known to man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But if I didn't have to fear for my life every day, which yeah. I'm not sure I'm, I can say, um, probably like a couple of years, maybe. Oh, I definitely couldn't. It depends. I mean, at I'm this too pretty. Moment, I'm too pretty. At this moment, I would last probably like a month at most. I'm such a baby. I mean, I would. Well, be... what would you do though? What's your What's your recourse? What's... You can't do anything. I mean, kill yourself. I mean, that's. I, I can't. I can't in good conscience say no. It depends how long my bid is. Like, if I'm going to be in there for like two years, no. But like, if I have like a twenty year bid, then yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, especially now, like I don't have you know family. You know, I just, you know. Um. Anyway. Right. That conversation got dark very quickly, which I don't know what I expected. Um. <laughs> but Monk doesn't want to go into the jail cell. And this is what we learned where Ray did. Ray Caspo, he... What, what was he on death row for? Uh, for shooting, I guess, a gas station attendant? Yes, Six in a robbery. Six years ago. Couple things. I mean, yeah. I'm, assuming, I'm assuming the guy died. Yes, he did. But unless he was, like, he was a former president of the United States, I don't understand why this guy yeah, still fucking that's died what for that. One murder does, should not get you on death row. Especially yeah, because we later learned... not even say that he's dead. Yeah. He didn't even say he's dead. He just said I mean, he, gets, I assume he, he shot did. him. Yeah, but also... Yeah. Later, we learn that Spider has committed four murders, and he's not on death row. So, not only that, he's on parole in fifty years. Which, yes. like, I mean, yeah, if he makes it, great. But like, yeah. come on. Also, he doesn't have to be given. No, he doesn't have to be granted parole. It's his next parole hearing. Charles Manson yeah. had several parole hearings, so it's not. Uh, but anyway, that um, yeah, like I just don't. Also, he's been on death row for six years. Anyone who's ever lived anywhere in America knows that if you're on death row, you're not going to get killed for at least like a decade. Just because of appeals and stuff like that, there's that's no the cra- way. That's the craziest part to me. Like, I don't. I mean, I, I mean, I'm glad that because obviously I don't advocate you know people getting killed or whatever. Like, even like an eye doesn't necessarily count for an eye. But like, if you're gonna do it, why the hell would you drag it out? Isn't it like a shitload of like taxpayer dollars that needs to go yes. into like trials? That's why yeah. death row is like super expensive. Correct. It's incredibly. It's more expensive to kill someone than it is to keep them in life in prison. Now. I'm not, yes, I very much am anti-death penalty. Not for that reason, just because I don't think that the state should uh, sanction murdering people, um, even more what they did. But, you know, that is my yeah. personal opinion. And uh, I don't know, I'm saying this as if I, like, I, like, I don't give a shit. Like, if you disagree, I'm like, yeah. You sound, you, sound like a, you sound like a Mennonite. Oh, a Mennonite. Now, what, well, how familiar are you with the Mennonites? Um, I, I've heard their names, but I only really ever saw them depicted in, uh, the remake of Suspiria. Mm, I did not see the remake of Suspiria. Uh, was it good? Uh, I liked it. A lot of people kind of, like, are divisive. Yeah, that's it, why I didn't I see it, because it, it, se- it seemed like a type of, like... It's long. Faux, like, somewhat horror movie that, like, people are divided yeah. on, and that... Almost always that type of movie I never get into. But anyway, I'll, I might watch it. I, I, real, real quick, I can handle it, but the thing is it's like two hours and 40 minutes. That's fucking brutal for like a movie like this. Yeah, I, yeah. I. It's also like I most of the time when I decide to watch a movie on my own, which is what I watch most of my movies, I'll decide at like 11 o'clock because I'm bored. And it's like I'm, I am I can make peace with myself going to bed at 1. I, I'm not going to be going to bed at 2 o'clock to watch a movie. I don't know if it's good. Anyway, 
Um, yeah. So Mennonites, apparently in Suspiria. Uh, they're basically like the Diet Amish. Um, okay. The general gist. Uh, Some electronics? Yes, I think I think they use, like, it's you know, it's weird. Honestly, all I, one thing I remember is that, do you remember the American who won the Tour de France after Lance Armstrong, Floyd Landis? Floyd Landis? He, yeah. He, he, I remember he was a Mennonite, and that was part of, like, his defense of saying why he didn't dope, because he's like, I'm a Mennonite, I was raised Mennonite, I wouldn't do that. Spoiler alert. Oh, totally. Spoiler alert, he did. Um, <laughs> yep. So, um, one mo- monk is eventually told that this guy was about to be executed, like, just out, an hour later. And right. monk's reaction is, I think, a, a very good reaction, and, you know, a, a surprising reaction. But how does he react to that news? He's like, all right, well, let's wrap this up. Let's get out of here. Yep. Like, he's going to die anyways. Exactly. He says, I'm going home. And what does he compare the prison to? What does he say it's like? Oh, man. I, it's, no, it's, I it's, forgot. It's, he says, this place is like a prison. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I missed that. Damn. And good joke. And then as they're leaving, there's a phone call. Someone wants to see him. Our old friend, Dale. Wait, did, did, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Did we, men- did, we, did we mention that like Ray was a Mennonite? No, Ray wasn't a Mennonite. The fa- Oh, sorry. No, Ray wasn't a Mennonite. Sorry. We, I always mention Mennonites, and then we never actually talked about them. I'm glad, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad most of our viewers probably just rewatched the episode so we don't sound like idiots. So Ray, well, we also know we also we also know that Mennonites aren't listening to this, so we can't possibly have offended. That's them. true. Although they might be, because honestly, I really don't know what the rules are, and I'm not gonna look it up. That's true. Um, that uh, yeah, I I know I I, I it was confusing enough to learn like the uh, specific Orthodox Jewish rules when I was at NYU. I don't need to learn other um, rules about technology from religions. Anyway, so. Yep. Ray's not a Mennonite. It was that they were wondering if maybe the family of the oh, victim right. uh, wanted revenge, and they were Mennonites, so they wouldn't. Also, Ray was—we learned this later—but Ray was a born-again Christian. He was—he was repenting. Um, so, all in all, uh, you know, g- religious people all around. Anyway, yeah. Monk gets a call. Someone wants to see him. It's our friend Dale the Willabiter back. You mentioned this before we started recording. Uh, I forgot. I forgot to tell you. I forgot to pre- prep you for it, and I am sorry for that. But they recast Dale the Whale. Uh, they go from Adam Arkin to Tim Curry. Um, what did you think about Tim Curry in the role of Dale the Whale by the back? Okay. Well, like normally, I would be super stoked for mm-hmm. Tim Curry because like mm-hmm. he doesn't do much. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm sure. Well, now he he, yeah, he had a time. he had a stroke like ten years ago and is now basically done for. Um, right, but yeah. even then, I don't remember seeing him in anything. Um, but honestly, like. I think Adam Arkin was better. Oh, he's way better. Now, two things. One, Tim Curry also is has one of the best guest starring roles in my one of my favorite guest starring roles in TV history on Psych, where he plays the fake Simon Cowell on a singing show. His character's name is Nigel Saint Nigel, which is just wonderful stuff. Um, but anyway, the most aggressively British. Name yes, of all exactly. Time. Um, but yeah, I think that Adam Arkin's much better because I think that. The th- Tim Curry, I think one, I think he, the fact that he's like older and like just looks like more, he just looks grosser in a way that like yeah. I don't need the, his face to look gross. He's already six hundred pounds, or like eight hundred pounds. Um, and I also think that like the thing that made Dale the Whale so evil is that he was in the body of like an eight hundred pound person, but like his demeanor and like the way he acted was like a chauvinistic asshole, like hedge fund billionaire right like yep whereas tim curry is playing him like he's a monster inside and out you know what i mean and obviously he is like a bad person but like he's true. not he's not as um 
like there's a certain uh, I don't want to say class, but like a um, put togetherness that he that Adam Arkin had that Tim Curry just kind of like plays him like he's um, deranged. Which he is a little yeah. bit, but you know. You know what I mean? I'm, not, I'm trying not to sound sympathetic. But anyway, also the fact that he really can't get an accent down is not helpful. Yeah, true. Um, I I was shocked when I first saw it. I'm just like, okay, I think this... Is, but, like, so earlier in the episode, you see uh, when they're showing the credits still, and they're like, yeah. Tim Curry and Danny Trejo. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Like, this is very interesting. Um, did not think that this was going to be the way that he was going to be... No. Uh, yeah, in the episode. as I was watching the episode, I saw Tim Curry. I'm like, oh crap, I forgot to warn Andre. Um, I know that'd be something your heart your heart couldn't take. Um, yeah, so I think we just need. I think this is just you know, if anything, this is a respect to Adam Arkin. I think Adam Arkin, you know, understandably in his father's shadow, uh, re- justifiably in his father's shadow. No disrespect to him. I mean, absolutely should be. Um, but uh, did well with Dale the Wellbinder back. I know that I'm much higher on that episode in that character than you are. <laughs> but No, true. No, but it's crazy because, like, I was, like, um, normally, like, Tim Curry has, like, such a great career and whatever. Yeah. And it's, like, probably the opposite of Adam Arkin. Yeah. No disrespect again. Mm-hmm. But it's just funny how that worked out on the in the yeah. inverse. And also, I mean, character. yeah. And it's, I think it's Adam Arkin also since he was on uh, Chicago Hope for so long. I bet he probably has a nicer beach house than Tim Curry. So, you know. Um, also, Fair. also, Adam Arkin just he directs a ton of TV, and you know, that people who like I feel like that's the thing that tons of former TV actors do, where it's just like Adi's gonna strip pop up and direct like an episode of some show no one's heard of. Anyway, Dale the Whale yeah. wants to talk about like, he's eating Chinese food. You know, it's cold. Yada yada. He's got his lavish stuff in his prison cell. Cause of course he does. Um, yeah, because money buys everything. Um, but he has a proposition for uh, Monk. And no, it's not sexual in nature. What's his proposition? Um, he wants uh, he wants him to like basically clear the murder. Uh, basic. So essentially, what he's saying is he's not involved in it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Even though there's like this like clue that he owes him money. He, uh, Ray Ray owed him like twelve hundred dollars mm-hmm. or something. Uh, which of course Dale the whale. It's like a he as he puts it later he wouldn't bend over to pick up twelve hundred dollars on the floor dot 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 um, so, even if i could <laughs> yes 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 mm-hmm. um but, but but so he wants him to solve that because the prison is basically shutting down his request mm-hmm. until this is all uh you know handled mm-hmm. and his request is for a window to be mm-hmm. uh put next in his cell or like right just outside of his cell mm-hmm. yes and uh what was gonna say that a couple things but dale you're a good businessman. What on earth are you doing loaning money to a guy in death row? Like, that's money you're never going to get back. Like, you could have saw that coming. There was a, he had a schedule, schedule for execution. I didn't even fucking think about that. That's true. <laughs> what are you doing? Interesting. What is he going to pay you back? Uh, yeah, I guess. Maybe he yeah. passed the bill, the debt onto his yes. family. I have no idea. And yes, but like, uh, so Dale will want to do that in exchange for information. Um... And, uh, you know, it's about Trudy. And, yep. you know, Monk will, he'll, he'll do anything, you know? It's, uh, that's, I think a lot of, it, a lot of Monk's behavior in the rest of this episode is explainable by the fact that he's doing it because he wants to learn that's what true. happened to Trudy. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, I was going to say that I completely lost my place. That, 
Monk's basically like, I have nothing to lose to do it, and he's, you know, going to keep investigating, even though he hates being in the prison. So, this is where the warden, who, I don't know if you caught it, his name is Warden Christie. Shouts to my uh, cousin. No, I did not. I did Shouts not. to my cousin. Um, that there, he's basically explaining that Ray had, like, because the thing they wonder is, oh, was he going to confess to something on his deathbed? And they're like, no, Ray was a Christian. He even calling reporters and confessing to everything he ever did. Um, so then they go into the kitchen where uh, where the chili and the ribs were cooked. Um, also, I just want to say this. If a, la- a last meal on death row is supposed to be, like, very special, and, like, one final treat, if I am on, in, on death row and I ask for a last meal, it better fucking not be from the prison kitchen. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, I'm... Yeah, I, I want it from, like, uh, Lucille's or, like, mm-hmm. uh, what's, what's a good place in, like, uh, where... You hang your hat. Where I hang my hat? If I, um, if I am getting a last meal, if, yeah. If you're in New York, I'm assuming you're going, like, Dinosaur? Yeah, uh, Dinosaur Barbecue. I mean, I'm glad you know Dinosaur Barbecue. Very good. Super. I've never had it. I've never had it. Super overpriced. Mighty Quinn's is, like, the fast casual barbecue place I like. Um, but both, those are both really good options. Um, well, if I was in New York, what would I, I mean, honestly, like, a gigantic family style plate of some type of spaghetti from Carmine's would not be bad. Um, uh, you know, just a big plate of spaghetti. Because the thing is, you don't have to worry about being bloated the next day. You know? Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, or, yeah. So they go yeah. into the kitchen, and there's a, like, the guy who cooked the chili is, let's be honest, like a pretty stereotypical gay guy, which I don't think ages that well. It feels kind of of a time. Um, yeah, yeah. I, there's nothing more to say. I mean, um, they don't address. They don't no, they, say no, anything, don't about, say anything it about it to their credit. No, yes. It just definitely feels like this feels like uh, you know. Um, anyway, that uh, this guy says that basically that the chili was simmering, you know, on the stove for like an hour. Which honestly, that good. That one point in the column for the prison, you simmer a good chili as long as you need to. You know, like hours at least. Sure. I mean, okay, so you, I, how am I the one, Jake Christie, the one who knows about a good chili, uh, you know? Well, it's LA isn't known for their chili, so I wouldn't know. No, I don't know. Honestly, I, I honestly couldn't. Tell. I, I don't know what LA, what Mexican food LA isn't isn't known for. Um, you know. well, chili isn't Mexican. What the worst house? I mean, is it from chili? I mean, I assume it's. I assume that everywhere in Latin America has some type of chili. No, well. they don't have chili like that. Not that kind of chili. Oh, okay, fair. Anyway. Yeah, no. So I don't know Latin American cuisine, which honestly is not that surprising because I don't – honestly, I hate tomatoes, so I don't like most – not most, but a lot of Latin American cuisine. Anyway, um, that's just a little fun fact about Jake Christie. Uh, but you like spaghetti. I like – I don't like eat chewing tomatoes. I like s- s- tomato sauce. My brain is weird. I have obsessive compulsive disorder. No, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah. And I'm Mexican. Yeah. So trust me. It's very de- – Yeah. Very it's – yeah. I, I like ground up – like that's why – like, for example, obviously this is not affecting Mexican, but for example, so everyone can relate, when I go, I love, one of the things I love about Chipotle is that they have the hot salsa. One, because I like hot stuff, but also because it's, like, completely ground up. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> anyway. So, um, his last meal was apparently, uh, he was prepared by this guy. Um, there's a monk culturally insensitive once again, because there's a guy, yep. one of the cooks, has, uh, one dreadlock hanging out of, like, his hairnet, um. And Sharona steps yeah, up. And I was actually, so scared. I was so, I was so scared for a second. Sharona steps up and actually does some nursing. You know, I'm proud. Yeah, of her. she does. 
She does, but like at first she she goes up to him. And she's like, "Hey, like uh, I know you used to. You've been or he he mentioned she mentioned something about rehab yeah. and asked him like, oh, 'Oh, I'm sure you've been there before, right?'" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my God, Sharona, what the fuck?" And then she and he's like, "Yeah, how did you know that?" And he she's like, "I but I was a nurse, and she noticed the track marks." Mm-hmm. So how long do track marks stay on? You? I don't know, but I think the advice you should take from the scene is do it between your toes. Um, that's terrible. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with me? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um. Uh. No. Uh. Jeez. And now I'm just thinking about how they how they did Arthur in uh, Michael Clayton. Anyway. Um. Oh shit. I mean, we'll also, I want to talk about one of the best movies, one of my favorite movies. I haven't man. seen that movie. I haven't Love seen that in movie. so long. Love the movie. Um. I actually read a tweet a couple days ago that was like, "It's impossible to explain any fantasy novel without sounding like George Clooney's son talking to Arthur on the phone and Michael Clayton." <laughs> Anyway. I don't even fucking remember that. Uh, well, yeah. it's a great movie. If you haven't seen Michael Clayton, I really recommend watching it. Um, so, yeah. Storm is basically like, you know how you're addicted to something. The, Monk's addiction is, his Jones is neatness. And so, you know, he says, you know, sorry, brother. Because he's Jamaican. Um, and then yeah. they do an elaborate handshake, which I like a lot. Um, now, more importantly... Uh, they mention Monk asks, "Where is Mr. Tucker?" Because there's a guy named Mr. Tucker who apparently um, never signed out on his on the timesheet. And where was the last right. time that uh, the cook? Wh- where was he? Uh, well, apparently they run a tight ship in prison too, because he was running inventory in uh in the freezer, the auxiliary freezer. That's not important, but it is what he says. <laughs> okay, yeah. So there's two freezers. I was like, wait, what? Um, okay, right. No, yeah. And so they go into, they go to the freezer and there's like a screwdriver holding it shut. And, uh, wouldn't you know it, ice to meet you, uh, Mr. Tucker is frozen solid basically in the freezer. Um, yep. Yeah. You, you guys can't see it, but there's just a little bit of like disappointment on Andre's face when I said ice to meet you. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> it just reminds me of, uh, what's it called? Uh, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. That's what I was quoting. Ice to meet you. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Let's kick some ice. Let's kick some ice. God, you know Arnold Schwarzenegger was paid twenty million dollars for that movie, and is all is in none. Isn't, no, he, to, isn't he top? He's build? top build, and he's in. I think like it's like a. I think that he he's in basically no shot where you literally can't see his face. Any shot that that's you, the Clo- that's the Clooney one, right? Oh uh, yes, it's the one with the Clooney bag. Okay. Uh, Clooney bag, Chris O'Donnell, Alicia Silverstone, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman's really going for it, that movie, and I respect her. Anyway, um, so... So, yeah, he, he's yeah, in there, and he's, he's got a he's pocket got a, full of some change. Yes, he got some scrizzy scratch on him. Um, and so, clearly, someone paid him to uh, spike the chili, uh, and then they got cold feet, and then he got a cold body. Um, yeah. yeah. So, does that mean that they had... Okay. So, does that mean that they had two, like, things of poison? No, because they didn't poison did him. they wait for him to poison, and then he went to the freezer, yeah, and, that, and there then was this, they locked him Yeah, in. they don't show it, but you can see that there's, like, a screwdriver holding the, the freezer door shut. So, no, 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 I yeah. saw that. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, so they didn't poison him. I was just him. wondering. Now, okay, okay gotcha. and now this is where the episode, the big problem with the episode is. Let's just talk about it as a whole. The fact there's there's so much information that is given offhandedly, like the fact that they just randomly mentioned that a billionaire, a fictional billionaire dies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, like... Well, first I'll give a compliment and say I think Lambert Lawson is an unbelievably great name for a character. Big fan of the name of Lambert Lawson. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he's worth $5 billion and he died. Now, 
that's like I hate that I hate it because it's like so obvious that it's gonna matter um because it's like it has nothing to do with the rest of the episode I don't know how they could have done it better but it is what it is mm-hmm. then they meet uh oh sorry because they go they they're, they learn this because they go to the library because Monk got a note from someone and it's from Sylvia Fairborn who runs the reading program at uh the prison um and she helps this illiterate man read which is nice um I mean, other than the fact that, spoiler alert, she's the murderer, a uh, really selfless thing to do for a living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it is. Um, and, like, they all seem to respect her, which obviously, I don't know if that's the case necessarily, but... Um... I imagine it probably is in some places. I don't know about this place, but I imagine that there are a lot of people who are in a place like that who actually are have problems with literacy and who do find value in, like, stuff like that. So, you know... Oh, honestly, oh, how about this? If you, by any stretch, happen to be a person who works in literacy in prisons, please write into the show sincerely. Because I actually, I'm curious about that. Um, I like to think that they'd be nice to them. I hope so, too. But what what does she want to tell Monk? Uh, she basically says that she overheard um, our guy, Ray in the library about a week previously and he was having i guess a discussion with another prisoner mm-hmm. um and they were like talking about something that occurred in the city of calgary uh in canada and uh and apparently the guy was gonna spill the beans about everything that happened ray caspo and was the gonna other spill prison- the beans. yeah ray caspo was gonna spill the beans and the other prisoner was basically clearly implied to be somehow involved in it or asking about it and saying like there's no way that that'll happen yeah. or over my dead body yeah something, something like that, that. Yeah, yeah so it turns out um, that prisoner yeah. is a guy named darnell rudner aka spider now aka like what the fuck really i guess what do you mean uh danny trejo is darnell that's what i was gonna say yeah danny trejo is not darnell rudner you mean you you couldn't have changed it to like, uh, I mean, Dar- honestly, you're Darnell Fine, or whatever. He's he was born in America. Darnell Rodriguez. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't really. You were you're, yeah. You're set on Darnell yeah. Rudner. I I guess. Uh, I mean, it's weird because obviously this guy Spider is a real bad person, but goddamn. Do I not just love me some Danny Trejo? Oh my god, I love... I mean, the, the fact of the matter is you're actually supposed to like... You end up loving Spider, so it's not a problem. Right. But yeah, Danny Trejo is... Uh, I mean, n- nice to see him show up. Um, you know, he's doing what he does best. Playing a, uh, a person in prison. Or recently out of prison. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, are you, be, you a big uh, Danny Trejo guy? Um, big supporter? Uh, yeah, you know, it's... This will be a funny little tangent, but uh, basically, back uh, a while back, uh, Danny Trejo was opening up a restaurant in like the, uh, I guess Hancock Park part of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and that place was like coming, coming soon, coming soon, mm-hmm. coming soon. And me and my friend were like, you know, we think Danny Trejo is pretty hilarious, mm-hmm. so we love him. Uh, shout outs to him and Anchorman mm-hmm. in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually. We just got tired of it, so my friend started spamming the Yelp page for Trejo's Tacos <laughs> and basically talking so much shit and being like, 
oh my god this place is coming soon i'll be fucking dead by then and just going really <laughs> going going really crazy about it and eventually like uh he got banned from uh yelp for like spamming mm-hmm. that page uh so that kind of like rubbed uh did freyo's tacos ever open yeah, it did, and we went, and it was really good. But it's so fucking expensive. It's like six to six to like ten dollars for one taco. Damn, that's unreasonable. Um, yeah, and it had kombu and it had kombucha on tap. So that ought to tell yeah. you what 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 kind of place yeah, that was. I don't. Yeah, now I know what Hancock Park the neighborhood is. I didn't know. Uh, or Hancock? Did you say Hancock Hill or Hancock Park? Hancock Park. Hancock Park. Okay, good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like Dan Trejo enough to have seen Machete, but not enough to have seen Machete Kills. Um, if that, yeah, I feel like that's a reasonable amount. Um, but also Machete is not a good movie. It's, there's fun bits, but it's just really not good. <laughs> um, I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's, it's not really worth it. Um, so they're in the warden's office and Monk is, he's basically decided you find out that he's going to go undercover in prison so he can get the info out of Spider because it's for Trudy. Right. And thankfully... Spider has been in solitary all day, so he hasn't seen him. Now, unfortunately for Monk, yep. though, Spider has killed four people. And do you know? Do you remember why he was in solitary? Uh, yeah he he like smashed some dude's head through like a wall or something because uh, he was touching his stuff. Right? Exactly. Is that it? A big problem for Monk. Yeah. And I believe the warden says that if he finds out your cop, he'll kill you. And even if he doesn't, he's gonna kill you anyway. So, Monk, definitely uh, not in a good place. Um, and so, did you see, like, a montage of, day of Spider coming out of solitary, his shirt's open, you know, people he's people are, like, you know, getting quiet, moving out of the way from him. This guy runs this prison. And wouldn't you know it, he's got his new cellmate, Adrian Monk, who's using a pseudonym, which I forget what it is, because it's not important. Uh, yeah, I don't have it, but it's, oh no, it is, it's, I think it's Ben Franklin, or Ben Lincoln? Something like that. It's Ben yeah, something. Yeah, Ben Lincoln, Ben Lincoln, it's Lincoln. Okay. Uh, yeah, but no, I really like the scene, because, like, you know, what, especially when he's strolling in, because, mm-hmm. uh, let's just say Danny Trejo adds a little gravitas mm-hmm. to this, uh, particular scene, because he once was in jail at he San Quentin. He was which, incarcerated. Yeah, he was incarcerated at like one of the most notorious prisons in LA yeah. where side note Metallica recorded a music video mm. uh, at that prison. So that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, that also was a fun thing too, a fun fact I saw when I was on Amazon was that uh, the only prison in California that can do executions is San Quentin. So uh, anyway, um, yeah. it's, so it's this, in the, while this is not San Quentin, so it's unrealistic. Not that it matters at all. Um, so Monk meets... Uh, Spider, and you know he introduces himself, and Spider immediately. He, there's a problem because, uh, you know he touched his stuff. Yeah, he uh, he did his bed. He like rearranged his books. He uh, he he stashed his uh, his shiv. Yes, he sh- put his shiv yeah. in the spine of one of his books because it's a better place to hide it, and he also replaced the tape. And, like, cleaned up the shiv. Um, and, like, so Monk is... He's a good guy. He's a good hes a good cellmate. For now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the second anything is uneven, like, I don't know, man. I, I 
I couldn't do it, personally. No, no, it would be miserable. Thankfully, he's only in there for, like, half a day. Um, and so... A day and a half. Yeah, a day and a half. So, no, I th- uh, I was thinking... I mean, into, with Spider. Because um, eventually he stops being... I don't think he's actually... I don't think... I'm, I don't get the idea that he stays overnight. Maybe he does. If he did, does, then I wish we saw it. Because that'd be a good scene. Um, yeah. And so, Spider asks him what he's in for. And he's in for, you know... The, the, the most... The crime that you should always say you're in for if you don't want to feel threat, if seem threatening. He's what? embezzlement. Embezzlement, and he said, "How long is he in for?" Uh, for a nickel. He says, "I'm doing." <laughs> I, the thing is, I remember Monk says anything prison term like he puts on like a voice. I'm doing a nickel. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, "Hey, give me a cigarette." Mm-hmm. He talks about being badass. It's, yeah, because he said uh, he was. Yeah, he I said he was in Lampoc. I don't know if that's actually what it's called. Uh, Lompoc, Lompoc, yeah. Yeah. He's, and yeah, it's a place. He said he's got transferred because he's too much of a badass. Um, yeah. And then you get a little scared because Spider asks, do you know my friend Eddie, whatever? And it's like, yeah. What's he in for? And because, I guess because Monk was a cop, he's like, he strangled his wife. That's what I assume. Yeah. That's what I assume. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, so, yeah, no, he, he thinks on his feet. Good yeah. for him. You and, know, then, he, and, then they, and, and then they start to bond. Because yeah, they start to bond, and like we said, like literally, he was like repulsed earlier. And I know that you're you're telling me because uh, it was more because he's doing it for Trudy, but like he's totally like chilling, like he's pretty mm-hmm. good aside from like Spider holding him up. Because mm-hmm. he's you know he says he says to Monk like uh, he looks at his photo Trudy oh, and yeah. says that your old lady. It's like yeah, she'll keep you strong. She waiting out there for you. And Monk says it's very tragic. He says yes, um, which is tragic and sad. Um, he said, "Yeah, yeah, she is, or something," yeah. and that made me like, yeah, it made me a little, uh, a little feel something. Yeah. Speaking of not feeling anything for anyone, we go back to Dale the Little Back, um, which is pretty quick scene that I don't think is that important. Where you know the cops no. meet up with him, uh, and um, you know I actually don't have any notes other than the fact that Randy's eating a bagel. He at Randy asks if he wants some. And then Dale says, no, I'm on a low-carb diet. Which is like, dude, we saw you eating lo mein earlier this episode. Yeah. Is there any kind of noodle that doesn't have carbs? No, I can't imagine that there would be. Besides, like, zoodles or something? No. I can't imagine. Because even, because, like, mom has celiac, so she has to eat gluten-free pasta. Gluten-free. But even that's still carbs. Um, Yeah. So, no. So, he's just, you know, and it's fine. You know, if you're on a diet, you're allowed to lie to yourself. But, you know... Just don't lie to Disher. Um, yeah. And so Monk now is trying to get to the bottom of what's going on. He's like, eh, you know, uh, so cold in here, almost like Canada. It's like, you from Canada? Yeah, Calgary, born and raised. You ever been? No. Really? I heard you and Ray, I heard uh, you and Ray were talking about Calgary. Which is like, do you want to get yourself killed, Monk? Yeah, he was being a little cavalier with his uh, attitude towards a guy who was like holding a knife against him not too long before that. And gets, speaking of holding a knife against him, he gets a knife held against him again. For what reason? Uh oh yeah, because he notices that or Spider notices that his uh his grandfather's watch is missing, I guess, mm-hmm. that he's given to him. Mm-hmm. He's a boy Lowe's. Um I don't know why he's doing yes. that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. That's appropriation on my part. Um Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so, um, so he's holding him up, he's just like, no, trust, and he kind of believes him, like, right then, yeah. like, Yeah, because, like, there. you know, because Monk, I, I, honestly, Monk is a very trustworthy person. <laughs> like, he can't, not because yeah. he's, not because he has integrity, but because he can't lie. Right. Uh, so yeah, so Monk is just like, I, I didn't take it, but you know what, I'll find it. 
So mm-hmm. I guess, and and in exchange for finding it, he requests that uh, Spider tell him all about what happened in Calgary. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Sharona doing a little investigation of her own. She's talking to uh, whoever did the autopsy, and apparently there's enough poison in the chili to kill ten men, and it destroyed everything, all of his organs. Now at this, which makes me question. It makes me question. How did he not taste it? Honestly, I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, it could have just... I mean, it's prison chili, so I don't know how much you're expecting of it. Uh, yeah, because we know it didn't come from Flavortown, so, I mean, um, come on. Flavor, I mean, Flavortown has no de- uh, corporal punishment. I mean, capital punishment, thank you very much. Um, amen. <laughs> I, if, if there was no travel restrictions, I'd travel to Flavortown right now. Um, so, uh, basically, you learn that it was a much poison. Now, at this point, did you catch... Did Were you catching on to any... Like, did you have any theories? Yeah. So you're, you're pretty sure that it was right, like organ right. donating or organ donation? Yes, yes. I said organ because donor. they also meant they also they also mentioned his blood test. Yes, which is A B negative with D antigen, which it's bizarre yes. that like I haven't seen this as of probably in a decade, and the name Lambert Lawson and A B negative with D antigen have stuck in my head forever. They just they'll never go away. Um, I, I remember A B negative because those are my initials and I'm often negative mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. adds up but I could never come up with the second part. Yeah, I honestly don't remember my blood type, but I remember that uh, <laughs> right guys. I'm B I'm B negative. I think that I'm A positive, I'm pretty sure. My dad is O. Um so you know he's gotta donate blood more. Um not that he doesn't do it already. I don't want to make something he does, but like you always donate more if you have O. If you have O, donate blood. Because um, you're the yeah. universal donor, and but the thing is, O's can only get from O's. It's it's complicated. Blood. I. Oh no. Oh no, that's true. Um, anyway, uh, so I wrote this, and this is just in pro. I just want to. This is just me doing a little self-flagellation. My note for this next scene is monk in the yard with them boys, which like that's just scary. Like that's not good. They shouldn't have done that. But he is in he's in the yard with some gangsters. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's out there. Um, well, like first he like he goes out there with Spider and Spider. He he like tries to get him to give him a little bit of like a little morsel of information, but Spider's like, nah, I'm not talking until you, you know you find my watch. So you know he starts making the rounds, starts checking it out, sees a guy, uh, you know, lifting some weights or you know bench pressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to a wildly uneven like yeah. uh, degree, like I don't know—is he trying to just get his masturbation arm like in check, or <laughs> I, I don't know what's going that's on? Not, that's, I'm not sure what that's, that's about. That's not about. Imagine if you someone saw you with a much like bigger right arm. It's like, oh man, you've been jerking off a lot. It's like, no, 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 I was lifting uneven weights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was my thought. And um, so so Monk takes one of the plates off, and um, it's even. And then I, yeah, so it, it evens up. And then a basketball rolls to his feet. And one of the hoopers is like, pass me the ball. And he's like, no. And, uh, you know, it's like, you dissing me? Which, like, you know, I think that that, I think that that was still something people said in 2004 or 5. Yeah, um, but, but, but also, like, he, he's, he doesn't pick it. It's not that he refuses to pick up just because, like, he's an asshole or anything. It's because he's, like, disgusted by yes, it, right? Yes, it is. It's, yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, I, I, I can understand. You know, I don't like to touch things other people have touched. I, it's a, a, I personally have no problem touching things that other people have touched. I don't like touching things that have touched the ground. So, like, I get it on some regard. If I didn't have to touch a basketball that just was on the ground, I wouldn't. But anyway, he ends up deciding to kick it, which is a problem, because he kicks it in the back of a guy, an Aryan Nation guy's head. Um, and also, this actor, something, it's like something... I've seen him. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. 
I think it's like Michael, not Michael, something Saint Stipe or whatever. He always plays a dick. Yes, and he plays a Nazi in this, so well cast. Um, and he says a line which I like a lot, which is, I haven't been up, beaten up a white boy in a while, which is how you know he's in the Aryan Nation. Um, yeah. Because usually, like, you know, I think a prison generally involves beating up a lot of white boys, unless you're in the Aryan Nation. Um, there's a great bit where they, like, put Monk up against the wall, and Monk, t- one of the guys has, like, a swastika pin, and Monk straightens it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. all of a sudden now he's Hindu, and he has to give up his Aryan Nation life. Um, yep. Yeah. Honestly, like, I know, I understand why you can't do this, but there's, they, prison's gotta be able to stop people from getting swastika tattoos, right? Like, you're like, you should be allowed to ban that. <laughs> I mean, but they, I guarantee you, all those people, they didn't get them in prison. I think they a lot of people did get them in prison. I think that that's actually pretty... Oh, like, to, 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 like, to like align themselves? Yeah, I think that, I would say that, I would say most people, that's yeah. Fair. I, I, I mean, I don't know that many people who get a... Like, I, 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 there are definitely people who get, like, a swastika tattoo on their body somewhere when they're not in prison. But if you're getting one on your neck, it's because you know you're doing, you know, at least, uh, you know, doing 20 nickels. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, in the in the course of this all happening, uh, I guess what we find out later is that Monk fingers this guy. Uh, sorry, no pun intended. The, uh, the, 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 what would the pun have been? What does Monk um, do in the scene? You know, pri- prison raid? Prison <laughs> okay, raid? Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, he, yeah, he fingers the guy for uh, for being the thief of Spider's watch. Yes, he says, "What or you want to give the watch back?" Um, yeah, and well, there's actually a great line too that uh, before him, one of the Nazis says to him, "You're gonna wish you were never born." And Monk says, "I'm way ahead of you." Yeah, which is a great line. Yeah, but yeah. So he, and, you yeah. know, he the, the Nazi looks back, sees Spider, and gives him the watch. And basically, is like, and then basically they keep trying to intimidate him, you know. Yep. Uh, understandably, I, I understand if Monk would be intimidated. Um, just quick side note: I love that they do say that I haven't beat up a white boy in a while. Uh, Adrian Monk, not sure, but Tony Shalhoub is, of course, technically speaking, not a white person. Um, I don't think that Lebanese are. I don't know, you know, if you're Lebanese, I think they are. And I th- okay, I think that they are in Caucasian. They're Caucasian, but that's not the same thing as white. But the, I mean, yeah. as everyone knows, race is a social construct. So who's to say? Um, yeah. So he, if he can pass a white person, I guess he's a white person. Critical race, you know. I, 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 I know, guys. Well, well, we're gonna move on. But I do know that you do tune into the show for us to discuss critical race theory. Anyway, um, so he gives the watch back to uh, Spider, and um, how did he know? Oh yeah, he noticed because uh, clearly the person who had the watch. Well, I mean, this doesn't really add up, but they would have to be wearing it, and in order to do that without Spider seeing, they would have had to have their sleeves rolled all mm-hmm. the way down, and there was only four people that had their sleeves rolled down, and so Spider asked him, well, I, and, and he was the tallest. Exactly. And so Spider asked him, why does that matter? And he says, oh, because he needs to have, like, the longest reach, essentially, to have reached into mm-hmm. the cell to get the watch. Yeah, I mean, all great stuff from Monk here. And then Spider yeah. tells him what happened in Calgary, which is nothing. Whoever, you know... He never met him. He never even met him. Yeah, whoever... He's never been to Calgary. And, in fact... I, and, honestly, why would he be a Cal... Why would you go to Calgary unless you're a member of the Calgary Flames? Um, or a huge fan of Brett the Hitman Hart. Right. And Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. I mean... And that's true. Um, which was the one who uh, died and then Vince McMahon kept doing the show? Owen. 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 Yeah, not great. Um, and then which one was the one who was the recipient of the Montreal Screwjob? 
Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. I only know, like, the key point. I don't like random shit about wrestling just because, you know. I mean, the fact that a guy was died from, like, falling from a cable and then Vince McMahon was like, we're going to keep doing the pay-per-view is truly one of the most heinous things <laughs> in the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like, what the yeah. hell? Um, anyway. Like, I know, seriously, just imagine what would happen if in, like, a football game someone died and they kept playing the game. <laughs> um... Actually, they might not think about it. Kevin Everett almost died for the Bills in like 2007. Anyway, anyway, anyway. anyway. Yeah. So that raised, you know, Monk's eyebrows up because, okay, then who, why was he lied to? So they go to the library, and uh, the librarian is very surprised to see Monk, which there's a very specific face you make when you expect someone to be dead, and they're not. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, she didn't act like a weirdo before, so I guess he legit shocked her because she's just she doesn't like take it in stride at all. Yeah. Now the thing is, Monk hasn't fully solved solved the case yet, so he doesn't say it. But I do think in all other situations, if someone was trying to have you killed and you lived and are confronting them, you are legally obligated to say, "Huh, you look like you just seen a ghost." You have to. I mean, I yeah. think you have to. You have to. Like, I think that that's yeah. like a. It's, it's honestly it's kind of immoral not to as this whole scene's going on the tv everyone's looking for the remote because the tv is like some 60 minute charlie rose minus his actual harassment style keith interview. keith keith uh what's that guy's name keith morrison keith morrison, keith harrison? Oh, keith morrison. Keith oh. Morrison. that's yeah, that's yeah. my impression of bill Hader's impression of keith morrison um <laughs> i don't watch enough dateline to do my own but like oh you saw your father shot wasn't that wild um anyway not, that's not a good impression. But it's a halfway decent impression of the impression. Um, Fair. No, it's not. But so looking for a moment, it's a, a guy getting interviewed about a book about Lambert Lawson called Richer Than God. Good book title about a you know, rich person. Um, and you can keep showing it, which is how you know it's important. And, uh, yeah, did yeah. you pick, did you solve the case at this point? No, no, no. That, okay. I, I mean, no, I, I kind of, like, I knew that somehow. No, actually, yes, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Because obviously you, we all know that the guy died, right? Yeah, At this exactly. Point we already know yes, that he's you dead. find out earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they, they, like, there's like an interview, like, so on that interview, mm-hmm. like, the interviewer asked the author, like, hey, so like now that that's happened, like, you know, does that basically clear the lawsuit? Yeah, because apparently exactly, he'd been sued. He was sued for seventy yeah. million dollars. Did did they say why is it libel? Uh, libel, because apparently you hear kind of overhear that he's like super private and you know he's, I mean. If you write a tell-all book about anyone with $5 billion, it's not going to be super positive, I don't think. So, anyway, he's suing him for $70 million. And now he's fine. Um, and there's a great bit where, uh, you know, the monk's basically asking the librarian about uh, why she told him a thing about uh, Caspo and Spider if it wasn't true. And she's like, are you calling me a liar? And Monk, with the retort of, I think I'm calling you much a lot, a lot more than that. Which, uh... Yeah. And she asks, you know, the right question, why would I kill Ray Caspo? And he doesn't know. Um, so, yeah. So they end up in... Uh, oh, wait, then the last thing is that they see that the she walks away, and they see that the remote was on her chair the whole time. So clearly right. she was trying to watch that on purpose. Um, yes. And then we go to some... The we go to some prison office. Um where uh how, what actually, I forget what even happened before the phone call what even happens in the scene I don't really remember 
Uh, well, you find out at some point. Uh, well, my next note is basically you find out that the librarian is in cahoots with the white supremacists. Oh no! Yeah. So what happens is that the office gets a call from Karen from the warden's office, which is very clearly just the librarian putting on a southern accent, um, mm-hmm. saying that she wants to, that the warden needs to see Monk in the rec rec area, which is weird, but whatever. And then you uh-huh. see the other side of the phone call, and it's uh, the librarian with the white supremacists, you know, because they're in cahoots. Um, yep. So, like, not only is she a murderer, she also is a white uh, supremacist sympathizer. I mean, she yes. really needs to get canceled, if I'm being honest. Yeah, for sure. And, man, I don't know if I to say it now, but, like, we never really see her get busted this episode. No, it's kind of unfortunate. I yeah. We could have cut, like, two of the times he's going to get, Monk's about to get pat down in order to have that. Um, so Monk goes to the rec room and surprise, surprise, he gets, you know, confronted by the Nazis. And as this is happening, Sharona gets a call from Disher confirming what we all suspected at this point, that Lambert Lawson's blood type is what? AB negative with whatever the hell is antigen. D antigen. Yeah. I don't know what that with is. With D antigen. Oh, uh, yeah. If you know what that is, write in the show, yada, yada, yada. Um, and so... Then we get a nice reversal where Sharona uh, yep. gets to explain the case. And so because of that, uh, I'm going to ask you to explain the – I don't want to say because of that. With that in mind, can you tell me what happened, even though we basically went over it? Yeah, yeah, we just did it. But ba- yeah, so the, the, the prisoner, uh, Ray, whatever the hell his last name was, was murdered because he was going to be the, bl- uh, the donor – of blood? Kidneys, was it just blood? Kidneys. Or was it his kidney? His kidney, yeah, yeah. His kidney was gonna be donated to Lambert Lawson. And so obviously that author person, I forgot what his last name was. It didn't match yeah. what hers was, so that's it was why. like the morning. But essentially Yeah, yeah. You find out that she, the librarian is actually the mother of the author who was getting sued. So she basically set this whole chain of events in motion in order to get her son off, which, you know, is a noble cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the guy was old, so, like, yeah. whatever. Like, I'm not saying kill... And honestly, as far as, um, as far as mothers... You know, as far as mothers who get their sons off, she's preferable to, like, Patrick Bates's, uh I mean, Norm- Norman Bates' mom. Um, yeah, but, for sure. Oh, but come on, you're like, not allowed to... Screw you. You're not, whatever. Get get their sons Sorry, off. No, no, come I, on. I, I, no. It, oh, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you motherfucker. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, but, like, normally I would feel way more, like, way more sympathetic towards her, but she was aligning herself with white, like, exactly. white Exactly, also, like... White supremacists, Also, sorry. it's, like, I think... And she was kind of a bitch about it, yeah. too. Like, she wasn't, like... And also, yeah. like, I think that there are a lot of ways to get around... Like, in theory, obviously this is not the way the world actually works, but in theory, if you write a book that is not actually libelous... You, there are ways to fight a $70 million lawsuit that are not effectively murder the person suing you. Like, that, that's just, like... Like, if you love your son so much, then, like, start a petition, like, uh, start, like a, uh, whatever the 2005 version of a GoFundMe is to, fund, you know, fund his legal case. Also, he's got a publisher, probably, that can help. Like, whatever. 
Yeah, and not only that, but she's killing two people as a result. It's not just the guy who's like responsible for this. It's the person who's like could possibly save that guy's life. So and the, she's a two-time and, murderer. No, a three-time murderer because the guy in the freezer. Oh, the frozen guy. Yeah. See, so she's like vicious. So, exactly. You know what? Screw this. Exactly. Thing. She needs to be on death row. Uh, I mean, she very well might be. Now she won't uh, be executed because uh, you know these liberal California governors won't. Okay, I'm kidding. I, I don't want to say the joke as if I didn't already make my opinion clear earlier. Um, yeah. So Monk is Monk is uh, trying to, you know, evade these white nationalists. He sprays some really hot water in their eyes, which is a good move. Monk's resourceful. And then... Yeah, I feel like that would put them out for the count, to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, it's very... It's like, it's like water that is, like, steaming hot. Like... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, have you ever seen, like, uh, someone get hit with, like, boiling hot water? It's not... Uh, not not a pretty sight. No, it's not. My brother once spilled when he was like, my older brother when he was I think twelve or thirteen, was draining uh, mac and cheese and he dropped the pot and he got like second degree burns on his leg. Um, not great. The same thing happened to me, but with uh, top ramen. Top ramen, second degree burns. Uh, no, like the one below that Third. or above. Third. Yeah. That okay. One. Did that you have to do the thing where like you like have to scrape the dead skin off your leg for a couple weeks? Yeah. Yeah. It was on my chest. Oh, on your chest. That's, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it definitely, uh, I, as my brother would say, it definitely was too close to comfort for comfort for some other areas. Um, yeah. Anyway, Ooh. so Monk is in the laundry room, and uh, he's trying to figure out where to go, and there's gigantic industrial uh, washing machines, Lock. or dryers, I think, actually. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, dryers. they end up looking in them, and there's, I love the line that he says when they open the uh, uh, dryer. Where he's like, I don't remember. He's like, he's yeah. like, he's like, I right, stop. Hold on, I'm missing a sock. <laughs> Where he's, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that it's funny that on like the um, when they would have like advertisements for monk marathons on USA, there was it was always like the same thing. And I think I mentioned this before. Like one of them was like they always would show the clip. It would be like monk is stylish, and it's like the one from Mr. Monk was the theater of who did your perm? I love it. And one of them would always be you'd always would see the clip of him with the sock in the. Uh, laundry so um oh really yeah but speaking of him in the laundry he's not alone who comes to the rescue our friend our snake rudner or sorry not snake what am i saying uh spider rudner Mm -hmm. spider now in case you're wondering by the way according to the amazon credits it is spelled s-p-y-d-e-r oh okay because on the captions it's spelled normally Mm. so yeah they got to get their they got to get their shit in order um and so he comes to the rescue and he starts beating up Nazis. Like this is this is the yep. reboot of Inglorious Bastards we all need. Just Danny Trejo beating the crap out of Nazis in prison. Yeah, and not only not only that, but uh, so b- before he starts wailing mm-hmm. on him, they basically tell him like, "Oh, you know this guy's a cop, mm-hmm. and you know he's willing to let bygones be bygones," which is fucking weird because this guy murders people for like the most the smallest of events. Yeah, the thing is, the thing, but I'll be honest with you, I I also think he, that before murders. If you want this guy to be really scary, like it's not enough. Like you need—I mean, maybe it's just because I—I think I'm thinking about Con Air, another movie that Danny Trejo was in, in which his character is really irredeemable. Do you remember his character in Con Air? It was like it was like a number. It was Johnny Twenty Three, which is yeah, that's what it was. Do you remember what the Twenty Three is for? Is it like the Twenty Three Rape Victim? Yes, and he's—if I remember correctly—at one point says my name would be Johnny Three Hundred if they knew the real truth. So definitely a lot worse of a guy than Spider. Um, or yeah. but even like I mean I actually wasn't thinking of him though I was thinking of John Malkovich's character Cyrus the Virus who is 
the yeah. worst guy. And the line is, they don't ever say how many people he killed, but he says, there's the line, Cyrus has killed more men than cancer. Which, like, that's the amount of people that you need to kill in order to be, like, the scary guy. Like, four, there's, he, Spider's not the only guy in that prison who's killed four people. Definitely not. Anyway, so he comes to the rescue. And, um, there's a great, a great bit where Shorna runs in and helps Monk out. And Monk is, like, trying to explain it. And Shorna says in, like, a very, like, third, fourth wall breaking thing, like, No, no, I just did the whole summation. Yeah, yeah, I did like that line a lot. Um, and, you know, as soon as that happened, I'm like, okay, great. I have to start. I thought I was going to have to explain the summation of the summation for this Yeah, episode. that would have been a problem um, for everyone, honestly, and mostly the listener. Um, yeah. So then, you know, Monk and Spider have a great moment. They're they're boys for life, let's be honest. Like, yeah. Um, and that's where uh, Spider says that if you're alive in 50 years, test, you know, talk to my parole hearing. Um, yeah. You know, who knows? Danny Trejo very, Danny Trejo very well might be alive in 50, in not 50 years, in now 40-something years. Um, you know, 45 years. I don't think so, but, you know, he's he's lived through enough already, you know? Yeah. You know, actually, I actually have seen Danny Trejo's first ever acting role that he got right out of, like, shortly after he left prison. He is, it's, it? it's a terrible, it, my, it was a so bad it's good movie my cousin showed me from the 80s. I love so bad good movies, but most of the ones I'm into are newer because the 80s ones kind of just feel like they're bad because they're cheap, not because they actually are crazy. But this one was crazy, yeah. where it's a movie called Cage, in which Lou Frigno, the Hulk, is and this guy Red Brown, who was like an 80s B-movie star, um, were buddies in Vietnam, and Lou Frigno got shot in the head and became basically like mentally handicapped. But he's still Lou Frigno size. And he works as like a busboy at a bar that Red Brown owns. And... Some, like, guys who run, like, an underground fighting ring come in and, like, start, like, trying to get in, convince Lufrigno to join, but he has, like, the mental capacity of, like, a seven-year-old, and he refuses to, and Red Brown's like, get the hell out of here, but they end up kidnapping him and forcing him to fight in an underground cage match, and Red Brown has to enter the cage himself in order to fight for his freedom, <laughs> and Dane Trejo, I shit you not, just plays a random bad guy with a briefcase in the background of, like, five scenes, who's just, like, one of the henchmen, and he has no lines, but... It's first ever acting role, and uh, definitely, uh, I don't know if the movie's worth checking out, but it is a great con. Just the idea of Luke Brown plays a developmental, like a mentally handicapped guy who gets kidnapped to do cage fighting is it's a really great fit for a movie. And it's just called Cage. It's called Cage, yeah. Um, it's hard to find. Uh, when I put it on my letterbox, uh, it, like, the poster for it was like the Japanese or Korean poster because they didn't have the English one. Um, I would have cast, I would have cast, I would have made, like, Lou Ferrigno, like, uh, you know, like, from New Orleans, or, like, no, from, like, Louisiana, and just call it Rage and Cajun. Oh, wow. But you get sued by University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Ah, oh, fuck. Also, shouts to them, that's the best nickname in college sports. Just the Rage and Cajuns. Anyway. Uh, is that not a cancelable, any, is that not No, cancelable? Cajuns are not, uh, are not an ethnic group. Cajuns are okay. a, uh, in fact, a lot of Cajuns are white, um, Anyway, okay, fine. Yeah. No, it just isn't. Um, was okay, so they go back to Dale, and, uh, you know, they solve the case for him. He's got He's his got window. window. Shouts to him. Shouts to Windows. Um, it's, it's funny, earlier Stahlmeier asks, like, is it, would this window so important to you? And as someone who lived in a room without a window for two years, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, um, I get it. I, I bet, I bet. Yeah, it's uh, not great, and uh, I don't miss it. Anyway, so in exchange, obviously, he's going to give information about Trudy. 
and the big bomb jelly drops is what? Um, it's that Monk has been blaming himself this whole time uh, because he thought that Trudy was uh, not not the intended target, but it turns out that she actually was. So he absolves him of his uh, guilt, I guess, and also drops a name exactly. and a location. Exactly. In New York, a man named Warwick Tennyson was... Yep. Did he do it? He was involved. Now, yeah. I know the answer to what that means, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, which it's like... So immediately, Shona's like, okay, well, you know, like, how do you know? Like, how do you know this information? And, you know, I, his answer would not be satisfactory to me. Like, I don't know how Monk just doesn't, like, just choke this dude yeah, out. Yeah, that's fair. However, when he said, I'm Dale the Whale, that reminded me a lot of, like, when someone will like ask something about like who was in that movie that one time and i answer and then they'll ask how do you know my answer is i'm jay christie so like i do understand the feeling of just like dale would know like if anyone's gonna know like dale dale would know um okay. i just take his word for it now warwick tennyson definitely does sound like a name that exists only in like a uh cheap mystery novel like that's just not a real person's yep. name <laughs> like yeah anyways i had the same thought. so they exit so then the you know dinner the episode they exit the prison um, Monk is like, you know, talking about how it's nice to see the sky and the grass again. Um, how prison changes a man. Good stuff, I think. You know, good fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then we cut back to... He yeah, plays into it. Cut back to Dale the Whale. A plane's taking off. Somehow he knows that this is Monk's plane or whatever. He says, bomb by ours, Mr. Monk. Yeah, because we know... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we know he's he's on his way. Yeah, he's on his way to uh, the big city. Um... So yeah. what would you give this episode out of ten? Oh shit! I didn't write it. I didn't even write it down. I never write um, down. I, I come actually, up with it as I'm saying it, which is how I do everything. No, I write it down. I know you do because you're um, I give it an eight. I give it. Yeah, I give it an eight out of ten. I th- I give it a seven point five only because I think that like the actual the way that the mystery unfolds, like the clues are incredibly ham handed. Now, I, and the thing is, I say like I genuinely hate the way that it unfolds. So the fact that I give it a seven point five is very high praise for everything else because like everything else really works. Um, and it's, it's actually kind of rare that the thing that, that I think I don't like is the mystery and the thing I do like is, like, the comedy and the emotional stuff. But I think that it really, mm-hmm. really works. Um, I just think, like, I because I, I, I would agree with you. I Most of the stuff in the episode I'm not a huge fan of, but I actually was a really big fan of, like, uh, Trejo in this. Oh, he's really, really he good. It, he swung it for me. He's really he good. He swung it for me. I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah. And, I you know, it's kind of sad that he really only plays... He kind of plays the same character in a lot of stuff. But he definitely... Um, you know, I think that he's he really brings a lot of humanity to the parts that a lot of people wouldn't because he knows that he was in fucking heat, man. I love Neil. I had to do Neil. Yeah, man, heat. Jeez, awesome. man, I fucking love heat, man. So do I. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think. If there's anyone else who's in heat who's in Monk, and I don't think that there is. Um, the only possibility isn't Ted Levine. Oh, duh, Ted Levine. Ted Levine is in heat. Duh. Ted Levine, you know Ted Levine. Come on, sorry, man. Sorry, I forgot Ted Levine was in Heat. You know Ted Levine actually was supposed to. You know he was actually supposed to play Wayne Grow, but he said no because he didn't want to play another psychopath after Sons of Lambs. Okay. And you know the guy, which I don't even, I don't even know who what Wayne Grow has done. No, since. listen, listen. I don't want you to look it up. Wayne Grow, his name is Kevin Gage. He went to prison a few years after he came out, and everyone in prison, including the guard, just called him Wayne Grow. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, I, he was. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's I, I honestly, you, he is fully believable as like a scumbag who would shoot an armored car driver for no reason. Now we're just talking about heat. Yeah. Um, 
Great movie. If you haven't yeah. seen Heat, wow. I'm I'm envy you. Yeah. Um, and yeah. to me, the action is the juice. Anyway, uh, so we just finished season two, and as we do season one, um, we picked our favorite episode, and I think we probably have the same one here. What's your favorite episode of season two? Oh man. Uh... Uh, yeah, we have it. Say yours, and I just want to confirm Mr. Monk it. and the I Three Pies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think That's that correct. going in, I thought it was going to be Mr. Monk goes back to school because I do love that episode. But Mr. Monk and the Three, three Pies like is just like, is just the emotional stuff just is so good. Um, and Josh Turturro won an Emmy and he yeah. deserved one for his performance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that episode. Um, yeah, what do you think of season two generally, though? I mean, I, I, I assume you think it was better than season one because I definitely think it was. Yeah, I know it is. Uh, the quality is a lot better. Um, that's that's one thing. Uh, and yeah, like, man, I want to so badly say what I want to say, but I yeah. can't just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just, yeah, it does it for me. Uh, there's way more solid episodes, way less that pissed mm-hmm. me off. They kind of like didn't go as crazy with like Sharona mm-hmm. yeah. at times. So I, I liked it. Yeah. Um and so, uh, yeah, you, you, you're alluding to something that I'm going to announce at the end of this episode because it happened, and I want because I want people to have to listen to it, to to listen to the end of this to know what happened. So next, normally I would say next time join us for Mr. Monk Takes Manhattan, and you'd say let's get monkey, and I'll, we do the social media idea. But the next episode we do is actually not going to be um, Mr. Monk Takes Manhattan because we have a special episode. Uh, Andre, you know you're super excited about it. I'm super excited. Tell what, what what's the next episode going to be? Well, it was a very special hour and some change of, uh, you know, good little interview time with create series creator Andrew Breck, uh, Andy Breckman. Yes, uh, we he managed he found our podcast and reached out and wanted to talk to us, and it's honestly unbelievable still, and we thank him so much. Um, but yeah, so the next thing you're gonna hear yeah. is we had a uh, hour long conversation with Andy Breckman about how Monk came to be about some of his favorite episodes. Um, it was a true, a genuine delight. Like, what, what yeah. is, just, uh, I've been, you know, I've been podcasting for a while. No humble brag, because that's a sad thing to say. But I, it's one of the best experiences I've ever had. And he's such a nice guy. Um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully you guys enjoy it. And um, truth be told, hopefully it brings more people to this podcast, because I'm enjoying what we're doing a lot. And I think that we're doing something good. And I really would love more people to be able to experience this with us. Because, with other podcasts, I can tell you that the best part of having people listen to the podcast is not that like the numbers make you feel good, but because having people want to talk to you about something that you're passionate about is really an undescribable feeling. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was a really good time, and it was a really really amazing guy. Yeah. Um, it'll come across audio in yeah. audio form for you guys. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. I'm, it I'm, I'm very it definitely was like. You know, because uh, my mother, big fan of Monk, asked how it went, and I'm like, he talked 90% of the time, and she was like, "Is that good?" It's like, "Yeah, that's good." But yeah, why, why the yeah. You, you hear us schmucks talking every episode? <laughs> why we... Right. Anyway, so you hear that on Tuesday, and then uh, yeah. So anyway, you can follow the show at Strictly Monk and Andre. If you'll follow you at Andre Barrera, you can follow me at the Jake Christie. Um, and like I said, Andy Brackman interview coming up on Tuesday, but because I like to keep things consistent. I'll get you. I'll, I'll throw you guys this bone. Not next time, but the time after next. Join us for Mr. Monk Takes Manhattan. Hey, let's get monkey!